Welcome to True Paranormal, the podcast with your host, Leo Rizzuti. Every week we will explore such topics as ghosts, demons, poltergeist, haunted history, time shifts, cryptozoology, and other aspects of the paranormal through listener-submitted accounts, documentary studies, and interviews with the investigators that dedicate their lives to searching for proof of the unknown. So get a fresh cup of coffee, dim the lights, relax, and get ready for a short visit to the realm of the true paranormal. Hey guys, Leo Rizzuti here. Welcome to another episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. And yes, I know that it has been a while. Uh, By way of explanation, what was intended to be a couple of weeks break uh, ended up being a lot longer than a couple of weeks. Um, Thought that, hey, while I'm on break, let's change jobs to hopefully free up some more time for the podcast specifically. And that turned into a nightmare job where I was working seven days a week 13 and 14 hour days, uh, which was not the intention, but that was the reality of it. Um, So then I changed jobs again into another job that was for a while, seven days a week. Um, So not a whole lot of fun there, but we've got everything straightened out schedule wise with the work. Uh, We've moved twice since uh, we last spoke and um, we're in a new house a new studio and hopefully we can get some consistency going once again because I missed you guys and I got probably I'm not exaggerating when I say probably 1500 emails and messages and tweets and just folks reaching out wondering what was going on and if the show was going to be back and if I was still going to be recording episodes and am I still taking stories and things like that and to answer all of you guys Yes, I obviously am still doing the show, and we are back for good, and uh, I gotta say, you guys are the best fans in the world, because when we stopped recording, I did not expect to get the kind of reaction that I ended up getting, and it really hurt me to not be able to record anything, but I didn't want to record and not be able to put a quality product out and that takes time and that's one thing that I didn't have until very recently but at any rate we're back and I thought we'd try something a little different to kind of get back into the swing of things I've got a um, young lady that contacted me that had a incredibly fascinating story about uh, some experiences that she had had and Honestly, it was too much to include in just a story or just an email. So we decided, hey, let's just reach out to each other and do a little mini interview and kind of go over her experiences. Um, And I will tell you, it is one of the most fascinating cases I've run across. And uh, she's very genuine. She's gone through a lot, a lot of ups and a lot of downs. And the great thing about it is it's a really... At times, a very dark story, but it has a very happy ending at the end. And she's got a lot of um, wisdom in how she handled things. Uh, some things that she did early on that probably weren't the smartest things in the world, but you know, you're young, you've never experienced anything, so you don't know what you're dealing with whenever you first start having uh, the kind of experiences that she had. Um, but she learned and she ended up helping herself, and through that, she's able to help out a lot of other people, too. So, without any further ado, I'd like to introduce you guys to our conversation with Sierra. Well, guys, I've got a special treat for you tonight. Uh, You know, normally, folks send me stories, and I read them, and I kind of give my take on things, and as much as I love reading stories, uh, we're going to try a new twist on some things. I've actually got uh, Sierra online with us right now and she's got a really interesting story to share with us and instead of her typing it out and everything uh we thought it'd be fun just to have her tell her story so uh sierra welcome to the show and um you go ahead and just jump right on in and let us know what you have experienced awesome cool thank you um so i'm gonna start with the very first encounter that i had it was about 10 years ago Um, it was, since it was my first encounter, I definitely thought it was weird. And basically this is when I met Brittany. 
Um, so I'm going to read what I had written so far, and then I'll probably just go from there. It's pretty long, so bear with me. <laughs> okay, absolutely. Well, we, we like long stories and short stories and interesting stories and anything that folks have for us. Awesome. Okay. Um, so Brittany is a spirit who has been following me around for years. She allowed herself to enter into my body and get a story out there. Now, my friend, A, well, is what I'll call her, was there as well and relayed the message back to me. Brittany was somewhat rebellious and her parents didn't like that. Are you still there, they, Sierra? Yes. Hello? 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 Whoop. Hello? Oh, no. Can you hear me? see here can you hear me hello okay can you hear me now yes can you hear me okay can you hear me now sierra yes i can hear you okay i'm sorry something happened with my microphone you know it's, it's kind of strange every time somebody tries to share a paranormal story with me on an interview, something funky happens to my electronics. So, um, this is kind of par for the course. It, I mean, I feel like it's kind of a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you go around there, I, I, I don't know if you started on your story or not. I, I kind of lost you the last minute or so. Um, but if you had started, just continue on wherever you left off. Cool. I'll just start from the beginning. I wasn't really too far into it. Um, so... Basically, about 10 years ago, I had my first paranormal encounter. It was definitely weird since it was my first time and I wasn't used to it. I was kind of scared. Um, so, basically, this is when I met someone and her name is Brittany. As a sidebar, um, I'd like to interrupt the conversation just for a moment here. There were a lot of... Weird things happening when Sierra and I were talking. Um, we had a lot of technical difficulties. We had a lot of uh, weird sounds coming through. We had a lot of interruptions, things like that, that don't normally happen in the course of a phone conversation. And the strange thing was um, the technical stuff, the things that you think might be from her end were actually happening on my end. Uh, when she, uh, at one point in her story, she talks about um, an encounter and the spirit in question tells her that uh, she's mad at her for telling on her. And in that exact moment, the phone lines went dead. Our connection was completely lost, and it was um, it was very mysterious. It was it was all at once. It wasn't a somebody hit a wrong button or anything like that. It literally just everything shut down in that moment. But the reason I wanted to interrupt at this moment was because if you listen carefully, you'll hear a very distinct growl come across the phone lines, and that was something that at least on my end, you couldn't hear. It wasn't a sound in the room. It was literally uh, an EVP. It was a sound on the phone line, and we both heard it audibly when it happened. So that was kind of neat. And while you guys are listening to the conversation, if you hear any other sound anomalies, things that maybe I didn't pick up on or Sierra didn't pick up on, if you would uh, shoot me a message or leave a comment um, on our Facebook page, and let me know what you might hear and at what point. And we will definitely check it out because, like I said, there was a lot of weirdness going on in this conversation. But at any rate, let's get back to the conversation with Sierra. I just wanted to point that out. Thanks, guys. Um, Brittany is a spirit who had been following me around for years. She finally allowed herself to enter into my body and get her story out there. Sounds weird, I know. Um, <laughs> now, my friend, and I'm calling her A. She was there as well and relayed the message back to me. Uh, and this was the message that she had given me. Ooh, hello? Yep. Oh, I, I heard a noise. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm hearing some noises on this thing. I actually thought I heard a growl just a second ago, which is kind of weird, but okay. Yeah, I kind of heard that too. I was like, um, <laughs> hello? Yeah. Let's not do that today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. 
So I'm just going to give my version of the story. I'm not going to go off of what I wrote um, just because I feel like as I'm reading it out loud, it wasn't making too much sense to, to me. So basically 10 years ago or so I had my first encounter. My friend was over at my house and we were playing around, having fun outside. And all of a sudden there was wind and she stopped and looked at me and she goes, Sierra, there's someone here. And I said, what do you mean? There's no one out here. And she said that there was someone at my house and she told me to turn around and look at the grass that was moving from the wind. And she had told the wind to stop as the wind stopped immediately. As she said that I immediately got chills and I looked back at her, turned back around. And she said, okay, to let Sierra know, blow the wind again. And the wind blew. Um, it was then that, she had looked at me and said, things are, are are going to get dark for a second. And at first I was confused, but then I, she, t she told me that everything would be okay. So I kind of just, you know, let everything be and let it happen. When I came back, she had explained to me what had happened and said that Brittany uh, was a teenage girl who was rebelling against her parents and was um, got grounded one night and ended up having to sneak out of her house to basically be with her boyfriend. Okay. Um, so it, is she saying that, is she saying then that this is a spirit that goes with her or just something she sensed right then? Or did she give you any indication of that at that moment? Um, she did not. I'm assuming that this, this spirit was with me and she hid herself until she finally felt comfortable that she wanted to put herself out there to make it known that I was being protected by her. Okay. That, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So the story of her is she snuck out of her house with her boyfriend. They went to go racing and Brittany had forgot to put on a seatbelt and they crashed and got into an accident. Now, when I heard this, I was scared and I immediately felt sorrow and I felt remorse. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. She's protecting me. I don't feel scared. I'm going to let her be with me wherever I go. Um, so time goes on. I started feeling her more and more. I ended up going to a mall buying a necklace that with uh, the name charm on there that says Brittany. I bought mm -hmm. that. And then that's when my friends started telling me that I was acting very different and that I need to get rid of the necklace. And I told them I could not take it off for the life of me at all. Like I couldn't even touch it. And my friend snuck behind me, took it off, threw it on the roof of our school and things just got bad after that. Um, basically what I felt like was happening was the fact that she didn't feel welcome and she was upset that I would not let her live through me. And you can hear like the, this, the scary tone in my voice, like as I'm shaking a little bit saying this. Um, and I remember there was one night me and my best friend had a sleepover and I, I had thought I'd gone to sleep. And when I woke up, I was laying on the, my bedroom floor and she said that my best friend was looking at me terrified and said that something said that she was there to no longer protect me. And that's when I looked at her and I said, this is Brittany. And a few months later, um, we, we went to school and I started looking her up on, on Google. And that's when, that's how um, I, I found out more about this story. So on Google, I found a, gr a girl named Emily or not, I'm sorry, not Emily, Brittany. Mm -hmm. And the story that was on Google was the exact same story that I had heard that I have been told, which immediately gave me chills. Um, as I'm continuously reading this story on and on, there were a lot of similarities, similarities with us. Um, her family liked racing along with her boyfriend. And that was basically my life. Like my entire family likes racing, likes all of that stuff. She was born Let's see. She was born the same month as my sister in April 
and then 26th was which was the day that i was born um i looked at the mugshot of her boyfriend because he got charged with it and he looked like my ex-boyfriend at the time and drove the same exact truck as my ex-boyfriend did and i immediately got chills i printed out those papers and i kept them with me ever since they are now at my dad's house safe in my drawer and i feel like ever since i found her i started not feeling so angry anymore and i felt more relieved like you know it it was like good i wasn't scared anymore and i came across a youtube video with of her watched the video, paused it on a picture, and I immediately started crying because I realized that I had a dream about that same exact face. No way. I am I swear to you. And they played in that video her... I have chills just talking about this. In that video, her friends were playing a country song that was my favorite song back then. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, this, this is starting to sound. This is starting to sound like something straight out of, out of a, a Hollywood horror movie. I mean, you, you, this kind of stuff. Wow. Oh, so it, you, had, you had multiple levels of connection with this spirit. Yeah, and I don't even. I've never even met her, heard of her, nothing like that. It all just happened at once, and it, it was, you know, it was my first encounter, and I was terrified. But then I started realizing she's actually here to protect myself. You know, she's actually here to save me from all of these horrible things that had happened within the years after that, which I will get to as well. <laughs> um, so after that, you know, me and my friends sat down, we had a talk, and I explained that whether they like it or not, she's going to be a part of my life because I felt... It, like like I said, I felt some type of connection, especially since we had all of these connections that like creeped me out. But at the same time, it was like it was as if it was like she was meant to be near me. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, yeah. Um. So that was the first story. <laughs> that was the first encounter. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. After that, me, my ex boyfriend, and my best friend, we were all at um, his house playing video games. And before we had gone to his house, I was at my dad's house with my boyfriend and we were watching movies and eating pizza. And then as we were getting ready to leave and go outside, I told him that I felt like I was being watched. I feel someone watching me. And we immediately left my dad's property and walked down the street to our, to our friend's house. And as we got to our friend's house, I, was, I remember this exactly clear as day. I was sitting on the floor watching them play Call of Duty and I was just staring at the TV for 10, 15 minutes without blinking. And that's when my boyfriend realized I didn't blink and I was not moving. So he kept shaking me, asking me if I was okay. And then I started coughing uncontrollably. He asked why I was coughing and I said that I was being choked. Um, I was getting pressure pushed in the middle of my throat where I couldn't breathe. And I just, I felt, I felt myself being choked. Um, things went dark after that. I don't remember anything. And every, every time I black out like this, I always ask what happened. So I know exactly what happened and I can write it down and keep it for future, for the future references in case something like this happens again. Um, and how, how often how often does that happen where where you like a, did you say everything goes dark where you where you have these blackout episodes um it hasn't happened for since i want to say maybe 2013 um pretty much from 2010 all the way up until like the beginning of 2013 it's happened numerous of times and every single time it happened, it got worse. Wow. Okay. So it, so it escalated. It wasn't just the, the same thing every time it kept getting worse. Yeah. Um, so while I was at, while we were at our friend's house, I had told them, apparently I had told them to take me out of the room 
And they took me into the living room. And I remember I came back because I was like, okay, I'm out of the room. I'm good. I could breathe. Like, I don't feel anything. But as soon as I looked out the front door, I saw two shadow figures trying to walk into the house. And I screamed at the top of my lungs, close the door. And they slammed it shut, locked it and everything. And they took me into the living room. And that's when I asked what happened. And they said that um, I felt like something was getting me. They said I was being choked. I basically, I couldn't walk. They had to carry me out of the room. I had no feeling in my body. And they said that at one point I was laughing uncontrollably and it wasn't my laugh, which immediately terrified me. Um, that's, that's a little disturbing to me too. Oh, trust me. I, I, um, I don't... I don't say my experiences a lot just because when I had tried to get it out there, I got told that I was faking it. It was not real or any of that. But in reality, every single encounter I've had, I've had witnesses there. So I'm like <laughs> trying to get everything straight, short now and trying to breathe. Cause I'm shaking as I'm like getting it out. <laughs> Um, huh? No, I, I was I was just agreeing. I know that a lot of times when people when people tell me their stories, they tell me it's it's really difficult because it's almost like you're reliving them, and mm-hmm. that's that's one of the things that that upsets me when people say, "Well, these folks are are making this up, or or they're they're just trying to get attention," because it it's not a positive thing. It's not a comfortable thing to share this, this kind of thing. And I appreciate you sharing your stories. Um, but it's, it's a lot to share and it's, it's revisiting trauma a lot of times. So I, again, I, I completely understand that. I know that it's probably, it's not a whole lot of fun sharing this, but I do appreciate you sharing those. No, absolutely. I kind of felt like it's, it's, now time for me to be able to not only relive that past, but to grow stronger from it and to, you know, basically let people know that there are people out there that believe in this stuff that have had these things happen. And my main thing is if anything like this has happened to anybody, I would like to, you know, somehow help them talk to them, let them know, Hey, you're not crazy. This stuff happens, you know, like I want to let them know that there, there is someone there if they're scared to talk to absolutely and we we want to be there for for folks like you yeah but let's let's continue on with your story because i was getting really into it (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm glad you're getting into it because i don't feel so crazy now (laughs) um so we're gonna fast forward to about 2010 ish um my parents were going through a divorce And I found myself not staying at my dad's house, but staying at my boyfriend's house a majority of the time because I couldn't stand feeling that negative energy or feeling that type of hurt. Um, I don't know how it happened or when it happened, but while I was at my then boyfriend's house, um, I remember we were sitting there playing video games and drinking and all of a sudden I felt a little girl and I was like, Oh my God, like what, what is, who is this? Cause it didn't feel familiar. And at the time I had no idea who it was. And when I had gone to bed, I remember seeing my boyfriend's door closing a little bit and then he came into the room, but he wasn't anywhere near the door as it was closing. Like I heard him walking towards the door mm-hmm. and The next morning I looked at him and I said, I feel unsafe. And he asked why. And I said, there's a little girl near me and she does not feel welcomed in this house. She wants to know that she's welcome. and She wants to have like a toy here. So in case I'm busy, she can come visit you. And immediately we dropped everything. We went to Target. We looked at Barbie dolls because that's what was drawn to me and uh, it was as if I like heard in my head, pick the one that looks like you. So we're looking at them. I grabbed one that looked similar to me because I had blonde, long blonde hair back then. And we went and bought it, brought it back to the house, and we felt better. 
Um, and I was sleeping one night and I envisioned, I envisioned this little girl in my dream. And she looked at me and said, I want you to be my mommy. And I woke up in a panic and I shook my boyfriend and I was like, this, this and this happened in my dream. Like I'm freaking out. You need to calm me down. And he calmed me down. And that's when I felt she wanted him to be his dad. And I was like, this, this is not going to end well. Um, and I remember seeing her in my dream and she had long brown hair and she was six years old. I remember her saying she was six years old. And a few months later, me, my boyfriend, his best friend and his girlfriend at the time, we went to a park and it was nighttime and it was at a, an elementary school, which I already know. Don't go to elementary school playgrounds at nighttime. That's the worst place to go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know that now. But we went at nighttime and um, we were playing. And again, I blacked out. When I came to, I was sitting on a bench. I looked at my boyfriend and I started crying because I had no idea what happened. And he said that there was a little girl told him that she wanted me to be her mom and that her name was Emily. Now this is when it starts getting bad. Um, I, my boyfriend threw a party one night we were drinking. I got, I got pretty drunk, went to bed, woke up the next morning and I asked his best friend's girlfriend to come with me to my dad's house so I could grab clothes. Um, as we're driving, I got a really, really bad pain that made me cry. And when I got home, it turned out that I was pregnant and I didn't know. And I had a miscarriage. And I remember feeling scared and feeling incredibly hurt. And I wanted, to, I was young and I guess I some, somewhat rebelled against that and decided to chop off all of my hair and have it be really short. Um, and because Emily was six years old, she loved to play with my hair. Me and my boyfriend would sit there, watch my hair move. I would feel it move, feeling her play with it. And we wouldn't think anything of it because, you know, she, she was a little girl. Right. Um, this is a part that I'm like traumatized about. Um, so, as time went on, I felt evil, um, and I got I get I got chills as I said that sentence. Um, it was then because we kept going back to that elementary school at nighttime to play on the playgrounds and you know trying to be kids and trying to get away from the stress of life and trying to relax. And I remember there was this one night and we had just started walking. We stopped at the corner across the street from the school. We were like the group, like it, we were, we were a group. The four of us went everywhere together and we were all, we all stopped and we talked and I blacked out. I don't know anything that happened. All I know is that, when I came back, I started crying and I asked for my mom and I was scared. And it was that night that my boyfriend at the time and my best friend who turned out to be his best friend's girlfriend said that without caring about getting hit by a car, I ran across the street, went into that school and when I got to that school, they ran across the street right after me. They said that they found me sitting down. And when I had stood up to walk away from them, they said that I was, my hair was long and brown. My eyes were black. And I, 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 I sounded evil. I did not sound like myself. And they asked who it was and they, it said, Emily. And I I guess they told me that they told Emily to leave me and didn't want 
it didn't want to. So I guess I somehow walked up to a wooden wall that was in the playground, and I'm assuming it was for handball, and started scratching it like crazy, saying, I'm waiting for mom. And my boyfriend grabbed me, shook me, and said, you need to leave her this instant and leave her alone. And that's when I turned to the wooden wall and I socked it hard to where he said I should have broken my hand. And it was that night that I realized Emily was not a six-year-old girl. Emily was, it was disguising itself as Emily and it was something purely evil that wanted to get me and get revenge on me. And I feel like I was being punished for having that miscarriage back then. And ever since then, things just gradually got worse. And I remember uh, I spent a weekend with my boyfriend at his house again and a few months later. And um, the noise got too loud for me. And me and my best friend went into the guest bedroom and watched TV and this was this was something that was so bizarre to me that I had an out-of-body experience where I saw my body. And I my best friend ran out, grabbed my boyfriend, and I could not go into the room. I stopped at that doorway and I just saw my body bending and stretching and doing things that terrified me. And um I couldn't do anything. And I remember they had a pen and pencil. They put it in my left hand because I'm left-handed. But immediately I threw it and put it in my right hand and I wrote need as day. And I said that it's not going to leave. All right. And they showed me this paper afterwards too. And it said, it's trying to get me. I'm going to keep trying to fight this. And I remember in that doorway, I closed my eyes so tight and I was hoping and praying that that night would just end because I, I was terrified. And I remember singing a song in my head that night that I thought my grandpa had dedicated to me. And uh, when I sang that, I just kept singing it and singing it and singing it. And before I knew it, I was singing it out loud and I opened my eyes and I was in that bed and I sat up and I said, oh my God, I need to get help. It was a few days later after that, that I had reached out to my friend, Tony, and he had told me that he's going to bring me to his church. When he brought me to his church, um, they, he told the church what happened they immediately grabbed me and threw me into a room and sat me on a chair. And there was about 10 to 15 of them sitting around me and they, they were trying to figure out what to do. And, um, and you can hear like the, 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 the horror and the, you know, I'm terrified of this. And I remember I looked up and I saw the sink turn on and I said, it's here. They put their hands on me and prayed and said um, to go away and that I'm God's child. And they said, every time this happens, say you're God's child. And I said, okay. So every time it happened, I said, I'm God's child. You are not allowed to be near me. I do not allow you to be near me or anything like that. Um, but the day before that, the day before I went to that church, we went back to the park. Why? I don't know. And I remember I was sitting on the swing that night and the swing was just moving by itself continuously without me moving. And I looked at my friend Heather and I was like, dude, the swing has been moving continuously. Do you not see that? And she goes, yeah, I see it. And her and I just freaked out. I told her I need to leave the swing, sat on the playground. My boyfriend asked if I was okay. And I, uh, she goes, yeah, she's fine. And then they went across the street to 7-Eleven. 
And that's when my body went lifeless on the playground. And as my body was going lifeless, I kept hearing, you told on me. You're, you are going to pay. And I remember seeing my grandpa who had passed away in 2003. And he held me tight and he said, it is not your time. You are not finished living your life. You need to go back and fight. And I went back. When I woke up, my boyfriend and my best friend were crying over me. And I sat up and I was, I lost it. And about five minutes after when I reconciled myself, I said, what happened? My boyfriend got choked up talking about it. And he said that he and my best friend had their hand on my pulse and under my nose to make sure I was breathing and my heart was still beating. And they said that I was no longer breathing and my heartbeat was fading. And they said, you told on me, everything shut down. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Is, is everything all right on your end? Yeah, I'm just going to move rooms really quick. Give me one second. No, no, no that's that's fine. Yeah. I, I want to make sure you're I want to make sure you're all right because like I said we and, uh, the uh the story you tell is definitely is is very disturbing. Uh, and I wasn't—I was expecting a little odd, but this is way beyond what I was was I, what I was expecting. So I want to make sure to stop before we. Finish. Sorry, give me one quick second. I'll be right back. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, hello? Yep. Sorry about that. Oh, it's fine. Um, I had to move rooms because I felt like there was something that was trying to go into that room. So I had to move rooms. You can hear how, <laughs> how out of breath I am. <laughs> yeah, well, the, and the, the strange thing is, is that when, when everything shut down, it it shut down on this end. I mean, it, and it was it was literally as soon as you said you told on me, boom, everything shut down. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that was that the last that's the last part that you heard. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. You you said um, you said uh, that you blacked out. You you went lifeless you were at the playground sitting on the 7-eleven and um when you were when you were blacked out the only you, you were telling me that uh you you said that what i assume is emily told you you told on me yeah so yeah um <laughs> if if you feel up to it if you want to continue continue I, I was frustrated because I was literally almost done. <laughs> oh, well, we'll go on because obviously we can we can knit everything. I I do a lot of editing on the podcast. We can knit everything together. But I just like I said, it, it freaked me out that everything shut down. At that that was the exact moment everything shut down. So. Well, I'm gonna finish telling the end part, and then I'll tell you when mine shut down. Okay. And this is why I freaked out. So after that, yeah, I, you know, I heard that, like you told on me. And then I saw my grandpa and I went up to my grandpa and I hugged him and he said, what are you doing here? You're not done living your life. You have a lot to live for. You need to finish living your life. And he said, go back and finish that fight. And so as soon as he said that, um, 
I went back and when I came back, my then boyfriend and best friend were literally over my face crying. And I started crying at about five minutes later or so when I reconciled myself and I got, you know, better to be able to talk. Um, they said that one of them had their hand on my pulse and the other one had their hand underneath my nose. And they said that um, my heartbeat was fading and I wasn't breathing anymore. So basically they said that I could have died. Like I almost died that night. And that's when the computer shut off on me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's not disturbing at all. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. So, uh, go ahead. Um, there's, like, a few side notes to everything, too. Like, side stories. Um, one time, me and my friend went into the Winchester Mystery House, because I do live in California, and I live about 20 minutes from there. Um, so we went to the Winchester Mystery House, came back, things started happening in both our houses. Mine, I would wake up at one, maybe like between one and two in the morning, and I would hear what sounded like footsteps over my head. And my house has an attic, and I was like, oh my God. So I got up, went into my dad's room, heard nothing, went back into my room, I still hear it, and it sounded like... Like, I don't know if you can hear it, but it was like, like walking like that. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, it started going like it was running back and forth. And then it stopped above my head and I just heard scratches. And I was like, what the hell is going on? So I freaked out. I'm sitting up in my bed and I'm going like, oh my God. I like blasted my TV trying to ignore the noise and this it this all happened after I went to the Winchester Mystery House and I was just like what is going on it did not sound like a rat because rats don't stomp like that you would hear their little feet walking mm-hmm. it didn't sound like there were no raccoons in there because my dad checked the next day like it didn't sound like an animal it sounded like footsteps and that it continuously went on for days and that nowhere just stopped and it, it was it, it was it was just weird. But um the weird part is after after that night at the park, the last time I went to the park, I looked up on Google for Emily. I found her, she was six years old, like she said, and all that stuff. The next day when I tried showing it to my friends, it disappeared. I could not find any record of anything on her. And that's when we all got scared. And I even went down to a church and I said that, um, and I had explained to my friends before I went to the church what I'm about to do next. I don't want you guys to get mad at me for, I just need you guys to be understanding because this is life threatening. And they asked what? And I said, I need to go to church and I'm going to get an exorcism because what happened the other night should not have ever happened. And it's attached itself to me and I feel it every single day. So I went to the church. Um, they said that they don't specialize in it, but there's another church that does. And I'm, I, I don't know what it was, but as soon as I got done talking to them a week later, everything stopped. Like nothing happened. And when I had, when I was pregnant and I, my son was a newborn, he was sleeping on the side of my bed and me and my son's dad were, um, we were sleeping and I would wake up and I'd hear him growling, my son's dad. And I'm like, what the hell? So I start smacking him and he's still growling. And I remember there was one night where he growled, opened his mouth and his mouth was full of blood. And I was like, what's your name? He said his name. They said, when is your birthday? He told me his birthday. And I said, okay, whatever else is attached to you needs to leave. It is not welcomed here. And he sat up and he looks at me and he goes, did I do it again? Like as if he had no recollection of what just happened. And I said, yeah, you did. 
and I told him to switch sides with me. As soon as I switch sides, I'm laying next to my son and I just feel negative. And I was like, okay, we need, I need to get my son baptized now because he's too pure to have any of this happen. And I remember after we got him baptized, my son's dad pulls me aside and he said that he had a dream that something evil took our son and hid him. And he, our, my son's dad was looking for him and the thing was just laughing at him. And that's when I got scared and I sat up and I looked at him and in my head, I was like, no, please don't, please don't come back. Please don't be Emily. Do not take my son. And a week, like a week or two after that, got my son baptized and everything stopped. Really? Everything completely? Um, for the most part, yeah. Um, the other night, my son did wake up and I heard him wake up and I heard his footsteps because our, our walls are thin. So I heard his footsteps. I heard him open the door. But what was weird was that as soon as he opened the door, he screamed. And then I heard a loud boom. And I jumped up because I thought he fell down the stairs. I jumped up. I ran up those stairs. And he was just sitting in front of the door crying. And I, it freaked me out. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this needs to stop. Like, it would stop for a few years, happen, like, one night, and then stop again for a few years. And it's weird now because every time I walk into a house, I'm like, I could feel the energy. I could feel what's in that house. It's weird. It, 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 it's, it's been a crazy life. <laughs> but the, the, the wild thing is, is, is as much as you have a, a very disturbing story, the pattern is, some, is things that I've, I've seen before. Not mm -hmm. not to the extent of what you've experienced, but um, where you say kind of ebbs and flows, it'll go away for a while and then it'll come back. Mm -hmm. That I've seen a dozen times in, during investigations, and mm -hmm. that's that's why I was saying, are you? That's why I was asking. Really, did everything really stop? <laughs> it's very rare that it actually stops. It usually stops for a little while and then starts back up. <laughs> yeah. Um... I'm kind of, we're kind of, I'm kind of trying to keep like the positive energies in the house because I, they do feed off of negative energies and yeah. all of that. So I'm like keeping positive energies, try to be happy. And for the most part, it's been working. So there's that. I just got to, yeah. you know, try to keep that going. <laughs> well, because, because that would be the first, first advice I would give to somebody is, is try to keep as much negative out of your life as you possibly can. Because it, because these things do feed off of, off of any energy, but they especially feed off of negative energy, and they'll try to create that negative energy if it's not already there, and yep. which you which you are experiencing. Mm -hmm. But it it sounds like you know you've you've taken all the right steps. It sounds like you've you've educated yourself on this, and that you you understand where where the weak points are, where things can get in, and where they can kind of wheedle their way into into interfering with your life or your son's life, which hopefully never happens. Um, yeah. uh, it, it sounds like you, you've taken all the steps that you possibly can. So that's good. Yeah. Um, as the years have gone on, I realized that I am strong spiritually. I can overcome a lot of things. And then I look back at my life and think, all of this happened to me and I'm still here. You know, I'm a lot stronger than what I used to be. I'm not so scared anymore. Um, and I know the willpower it takes to, if for anything, to get rid of it, to get rid of anything that is near me or my son, especially my son. Um, but I, I have grown from it. I have become a lot strong strong-minded for it and i feel like you know let's like i'm trying to get the words i feel like if something happens to me to a loved one to any friends family i feel like i would know what to do in that situation mm -hmm. um there have been a few times where 
my best friend from high school, something would happen to her and I would explain to her, Hey, you need a backup. You need to do this, this, and this. And as soon as she did everything that I told her to do, she said that she felt fine and would go to bed. And there was one time where, um, my, my friend's boyfriend called me and said, something's happening to her. And I said, and I was, I just so happened to be at my high school best friend's house and we were sitting outside and I handed her the phone and I said, okay, you need to tell him these steps that I'm about to tell you. And I stepped back from her and I sat down and she told him the steps. And before you know it, what was trying to get her came towards me and I immediately somehow like banished it. I said, you are not welcome near any anyone on this on like the in this area like you need to be gone and it was it was weird like whenever something like this happens I know no matter if I've gone through the situation or if I haven't yet I would know what to do and that's the part that kind of amazes me because it's like I know so much more now than I knew back then and it kind of makes me feel like I'm a little more protected with that with knowing that. No, that, that's, and that's awesome. I mean, not, not only are you protecting yourself, but you, you've learned enough that you're helping other people around you. And the, the great thing is, is, is because of what you've gone through, because you've gone through it and you came out okay with it. You, I, I kind of like, I, I liken it to developing a, a callus where things just kind of bounce off of, you now. that's what you just, you were just describing because Things that would affect people who've never been bothered by things like that won't won't even touch you. So you can you have authority over that, which is is almost almost a superpower. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I feel good about it. <laughs> yeah, but it's and and I know from my experiences, it, it makes you feel great helping people like that. And uh, I can I can hear in the tone of your voice that you feel good that you can do that. That kind yeah. of thing. No, yeah, I, I definitely do. I, like I said, I feel more positive with it. Um, I feel like, especially after the last thing that attached itself to me was so evil and so dark that um, after that, I'm like, I can accomplish anything, especially like if it has to do with the paranormal, I can accomplish anything. I feel totally confident with all of it. I, you know, I'm like, it's weird. Like, I'm more into it, if that makes sense. Like, I look more into it as I was listening to your podcasts and you were explaining how some demons shape themselves into little girls. That's actually how it also helped me realize that Emily was never Emily and Emily was actually that. And it gave me chills and I was just like, oh my God. And I told my best friend right away and she's like, dude, I've known this. I don't understand how you're just figuring this out. And I was like, I think I knew. I just for, made myself forget. But yeah. thinking about it now, it's like I'm acceptance. I'm accepting of it. I'm accepting of knowing what happened. And it makes me feel like now I can just move forward. And that's, and that's awesome. I mean, that's, yeah. that's literally the best ending that you can come out with in that kind of story. Because a lot of these stories end, out, end up a lot more tragically than, than yours. And that's not saying your story's over with. That's not saying you're not done having experiences and things like that, but you've got your eyes open and you know how to handle things from here out. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I feel like I, I can, I, especially now being a mom, I'm like, okay, no, we're going to be strong for all of this. Absolutely. So let me, let me ask you then, because you, you said you've helped some friends of yours. Do you have any advice for, Anybody out there that might be hearing your story and might be going through anything similarly? Is there is there specific techniques that you use that maybe they could they could use or that you could pass on to them? Um, some of the advice that I would give is if you encounter something like this, something like if it's something dark or something light, take a step back and breathe and tell yourself you're strong. You got this. You have control over your mind and your body and no one else does. The instant that you say that, you have control over everything. Nothing can happen 
to you. Nothing can happen to your family, to your friends, anything. As long as you say that you have control over it and you do not allow anybody else to have any type of control over yourself, you got it. And just, you know, keep a positive mind, especially if it's something that you can feel your positive energy being turned into negative. It's it's as if it's like drowning out your energy and you just wake up really drowsy and sad. Think of something that gives you positive energy. Like you woke up today, you know, you're, you're doing good in life. You accomplished this, you have conscious accomplished that. Just try to keep positive vibes as much as you can. Awesome. I, I couldn't say it any better than that. <laughs> well, Sierra, um, this has been by far the most interesting conversation I've had with somebody. Well, yes, I will say. Most <laughs> uh, I, again, I appreciate you, you coming on. And you weirdness that we had. Yeah, and, definitely weird. Yeah. Um, and I would say if, if you have any other experiences, if anything happens that's that's a little bit funky or any other stories pop up that you want to share by all means, either give us a call or, um, or just shoot me an email and I'd be glad to share those with the audience. I'm sure they'd, they'd love to hear about anything else that might be happening down the road. Yeah. Although hopefully it, it's just, it's just paranormal stuff and not really negative stuff. So We're, we're going to keep it at the paranormal stuff. <laughs> but for the most part, it's just, it's kind of fascinating and, and just makes life interesting. The negative stuff is where you, you kind of want to, okay, let's just get rid of this thing now. Yeah, exactly. Um, I am curious to know if you did get that growl in the beginning, though. That would I, be cool. I I will let you know if I did. I will definitely, when I do the edit for the show, I will definitely leave it in there. Um, because I I heard it over the, mic, over the speakers. and you said I you heard know, it, too. There's something going on there, so. And I, I hope that doesn't, I don't want to say anything that, because sometimes we have these conversations with folks and things start to happen around them. But oh, you know no, how they, to yourself. The place I'm in now, it's it's a blessed home. <laughs> Nothing bad can happen. There you go. Awesome. Well, yeah, and um, like I said, I, I really appreciate you calling. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add in? Um. I, I don't know if I can, but I wanted to add in if anyone needs to reach out to somebody to talk to you about anything or needs advice on how to do something um, to feel free to let me know. And I would be more than happy to email them back and do my best to help them out as possible. Okay. What's, if, if they do, what's, what's a good way, especially folks in California around your neck of the woods, what's, what's a good way for them to get in touch with you? Um, you can email me at sierrasilva44 at gmail.com. Um, I know my name is spelled many different ways. <laughs> so um, it's S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L-V-A 44 at gmail.com. Awesome. And we'll we'll include that in our show notes so uh, folks can just click on the link too and write that. Awesome. Cool. Great. Well, hey, I appreciate you being a resource like that for folks that might need some help. And again, I appreciate you sharing your your stories. You are a you are a survivor, and you're you're my hero now. <laughs> Thank you. I really, yep. And and I and with that, I mean, I I got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really appreciate you taking the time out to you know hear my story and letting me get it out there. So that's no problem. And it was much better like this than it was you just typing out the email. Yeah, I told you it was long. <laughs> Justice, I'm I'm. I'm good, but I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really appreciate it. Thank you again. You're welcome. You're welcome, Sierra. Thanks for spending the time with me. Of course. You have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Well, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. I would like to thank Sierra for 
sharing her story with us and spending a little bit of time going into a lot of detail. And I think you guys will agree, it's not really something that you could really put down on an email and have me do it justice. Definitely better coming from her for sure. Um, very uh very emotional conversation we had there but it was a lot of fun and i really appreciate the time she spent with us uh she is definitely an absolute rock star for opening herself up like that as always if any of you guys have any stories that you'd like to share uh you can obviously message us or email us at uh, true paranormal podcast at gmail.com that's true paranormal podcast at gmail.com or shoot us a message via facebook go to our page on facebook true paranormal dash the podcast hit that like button and let us know that you're out there but hit that message us button and shoot us a little message and let us know that you've got a story that you'd like to share we love getting you guys a story and obviously we have a lot of stories backlogged so we'll be getting to them as quickly as possible in the coming weeks also if you're listening to us on itunes make sure that you give us a review and uh, subscribe to us and let us know that you guys are out there. Every time you guys give us a review, even a little one or two sentences, uh, it really helps us to climb up the rankings on iTunes, which helps us reach out to more people, which means more stories, which means more and better shows for you guys. So if you get a chance, we would really appreciate that or any other platform that you're on. I know that when I listen to podcasts, I listen on Podcast Addict personally, and it allows you to make comments and rate podcasts directly from that. So if you're on any other platform, just check out and see if there's a rating and a review button that you can hit and give us a shout out on that. We really appreciate it. Lastly, if you are so inclined, give us a follow on YouTube and on Twitter. We love to chat with people, especially on Twitter. It's just a great platform for talking back and forth and reaching out to us and us reaching out to you guys it's pretty instantaneous and uh, i don't know i'm just kind of a twitter addict but at any rate i'm kind of done rambling here again i'm really happy to be back recording and i'm really happy to be back with you guys y'all are absolutely the greatest thank you guys for listening to us this week and be sure to join us next time on true paranormal the podcast <laughs>